Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today we are going to talk about uh, lessons learned from going down and helping out with Ian, stuff that can be immediately applied by a lot of people. Um, there will be another video over on the other channel that deals with some of the other stuff. But this is stuff that can be useful now and answering some questions that came in in the immediate aftermath. The most common question is, you know, how bad is it? Uh, you know, when you're talking about hurricanes, it's, it's a relative scale. Uh, this is not as bad as Michael or Katrina, but this is also not one that nobody's going to remember the name of in a year. That um, There is damage. There are some areas that are, that are bad. Um, but overall, it... Overall, it's not horrible, despite the tragedies that have occurred. It's not a, a massive area that was impacted like that. Again, not downplaying the, the truly bad parts. Um, uh, a lot of questions about areas a little bit more inland that aren't getting a lot of coverage. Uh, Arcadia, Sebring, places like that. Um, as, as far as I know, I don't know that Sebring really had anything happen to it, um, major. Arcadia, I would be surprised if it's not up and running by the time y'all watch this. Um, it, we wound up driving through there due to the, let's just say, chaotic nature of the road closures. I don't want to say they were doing a bad job because they really might have been doing the best, uh, the best they could given the circumstances, but there were issues um, and with the rerouting. Um, okay, so immediate lessons learned. First, if you're going to help, remember when you're entering a disaster impact area, treat it like going to Antarctica. It, it, if you didn't bring it, it's not there. <laughs> um, saw a number of people who were bringing in relief supplies who were on the side of the road with no gas. Gasoline distribution in, in a situation like this gets disrupted. Um, so you need to make sure that you have enough gas not only to get in, but also to get out. Um, and that's easier said than done. We'll go in depth on how to do that in the other video, but it's gas cans. You bring bring gas to get out. On that note, um, when it comes to generators, because anytime something like this happens, those people that were a near miss, they tend to go out and prepare a little bit more. If you're looking to buy a generator, make sure you get one that does gas and propane or Solar. Solar generators are a thing now. Um, the gasoline is always in short supply after a disaster. Propane is much easier to get. So look into your propane and propane accessories. When it comes to solar, I would point out that there was a neighborhood, and I want to say 12 miles from like the hardest hit area, um, that, as far as electric, didn't have any issues. 
because the whole neighborhood's solar powered. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There are a lot of politicians on Twitter talking about, you know, well, what would you do if you had an electric car right now? Well, if you also had solar panels, you would charge it. Um, and you would be able to get around a whole lot easier than if you had a gas vehicle. Um, make sure that you bring everything you need to include footwear, the right kind of footwear. One of the Less than intelligent people that I was with wound up on a roof in cowboy boots. It's me. I'm less than intelligent. People don't do that. Uh, make sure you bring the stuff that you need. Uh, that was a mistake on my part. Be better than me. Um, MREs. One of the things that happens after any disaster the National Guard comes in and they distribute MREs, and they do a great job of it, and it is incredibly important for a lot of people. However, one thing I would point out is if you have the ability, if you have the financial resources, getting a couple weeks' worth of freeze-dried food that's going to last 50 years and sticking it in the back of a, uh, a closet or whatever might be better than relying on the National Guard, not not because they're not going to bring it, but because you're not going to know where the distribution point is and you have to have a way to get there or you have to count on people to bring it to you from the distribution point. So if you already have that, it, it eliminates a worry and eliminates a use of gasoline that is in short supply. Uh, there was some flooding. Uh, I posted a photo. The snorkel did work for those that know about the whole Jeep thing going on, uh, the snorkel did work. That prompted questions about, you know, can I just put a snorkel on my SUV and will it do the same thing? Probably not. Uh, Jeeps coming off of the lot, you know, stock Jeeps, have pretty good water fording capabilities, just standard. Um, so putting a snorkel on your SUV that was really designed to transport families and not go off-road, probably not going to have the same capabilities. It's not just a matter of putting the snorkel on so you get combustion. Um, but for those who contributed to that live stream and, you know, working to outfit the Jeep and all of that stuff, your investment definitely paid off. We have some footage that'll be in the other video. Um, why did we do generators and chainsaws this time primarily? Because they take up a lot of space. It seems like we could help more people if we weren't distributing the generators. Um, and why did that change from Michael? The answer of why it changed is, is, is simple economics. When Michael was going on, this channel had, I don't know, maybe 100,000 subscribers. We didn't have the financial capability to distribute items that cost hundreds of dollars each. Um, generally speaking, 
it's, in most cases, it's better to provide the tools for self-rescue than continuing a supply of just what they need. So if you drop a generator in a neighborhood that doesn't have power and nobody has a generator, it gives older people in particular or younger people a place to go that might have fans running because the heat is the heat's a literal killer. Um, it allows people to charge phones, flashlights, stuff like that. It, it provides a little bit of hope and a little bit of uh, kind of takes the edge off. Most people are not going to starve to death after a, a hurricane. They may need comfort food. They may need food that isn't an MRE. Um, and that isn't to be understated because in a situation like this, you're wanting to provide hope. You're wanting to let people know that things will eventually get back to normal and, and all of that. Um, so providing the generators and the chainsaws, the chainsaws allow them to start clearing stuff out and, again, getting back to normal. Uh, as far as the government response, the, the local governments were doing actually really well, which is not something I normally say. Um, from what I saw, there were some minor hiccups but they really seem to be handling it. Uh, I, don't, I don't have any major complaints this time from, from what I saw. The local entities, so county level and down, really seem to be on the ball. Um, and, okay, so, and then how did the generators and stuff get paid for? <laughs> Y'all! <laughs> um, when we do those live streams and I say, I, you know, I don't know what we're going to use this for, it kind of builds up a cushion. So when something like this happens unexpectedly, we have the cash on hand to, to do this. So while I would love to have the impression of me being selfless, no, this was, you, the channel did this. Y'all did that. Um, and then the big part, hope. That's what you're supposed to be bringing, right, when you're doing this. So I had um, generator, chainsaw, gas, food, everything in, in the back of that Jeep. Unsecured. No locks. Nothing. Overnight in an area with no power and no security. And do you know what happened when I came out after sleeping? Walked outside. You know what I found in the back of that Jeep? Everything that was there before. After every disaster, people start screaming about looters. Don't do that. That's not helpful. That isn't helpful. You're supposed to be conveying calm. You're supposed to be giving, giving the impression that things are going to get better. Not that they're going to get worse. You don't want to instill paranoia and fear when it's not really necessary. That's not, that isn't helpful. Everybody knows the, the risks of something like that happening. But it's not something that should be messaged 
as the true worry. The true worry is that your elderly neighbor can't get their generator started or is literally on the verge of having issues because of the heat or can't get water. This is the true worry. That's a much more likely outcome. When people talk about this, most times they're trying to display their tough guy cred. Think about your favorite tough guy movie where the soldiers are pinned down and in that impossible situation. The person on the radio that they're talking to, are they screaming, Oh, you're doomed. You're going to be overrun. No, of course not. They're trying to convey calm. They're trying to provide hope, which should be the goal. If you want to be that leader tough guy, that's what you should be doing. Not inspiring paranoia and fear. If you talk to any of those idealized tough guys and you ask them what they're supposed to convey on the radio, the answer they're going to give you is calm. They're, they're not going to tell you to terrify the person on the other end. Your social media, your public messaging, that's your radio. Um, so, overall, it went well. We... Uh, Got a lot of stuff distributed. Feel like we made a difference, especially since we were only there a couple of days. It, it was good. Now we will get back to the regular schedule. Given how well things are going now down there as far as the recovery, we may not need to do anything else. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm for once, and this is from somebody who never says this, <laughs> I'm pretty impressed with the local response. They really do seem to be on the ball. So that could change, and we might be needed again. But at this point, I, I feel like they've got it. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.